0: This is Podco Media Networks.
1: Hello and welcome to the Peace Love Plants podcast. I'm your host, Marco Knox, aka The Phytogenic Chef. Today, my guest is Naomi Hallam, the Managing Director for Million Dollar Vegan, a global nonprofit organization that encourages world leaders and individuals to take a vegan pledge to protect their health as well as benefit the planet and animals. Naomi is a leader in the vegan movement and her organization has helped inspire and support thousands of people by way of transitioning into a vegan lifestyle. She's a woman on a purpose-filled mission and as you'll soon hear, she knew from a very young age that her calling was to protect sentient beings. In this episode, we discuss her life growing up in England, her work with Million Dollar Vegan, and even her recent bike ride in India that helped to raise over $100,000 to help protect animals. So, Settle on in and enjoy this episode titled, Leading by Example with Naomi Hallam from Million Dollar Vegan. Naomi Hallam, welcome to the Peace, Love, Plants podcast, my friend. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Not a problem. I sincerely appreciate you joining me today, especially during this bizarre and precarious time that we're all experiencing in the world.
0: Yes, yes, it's scary.
1: Yes, it is indeed. So we spoke a couple of months ago and you were planning this trip to India. And I know you recently returned from that trip. And while there, you and your husband, Charles, accomplished an epic journey. And I want to dive into that because from what I can tell, it's amazing. I've seen some of your posts and it it looks amazing. (laughs) It was, it was. But let's set the table first by learning more about who you are and what makes you tick. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. All right, let's do it. Why don't we start off here? I know you grew up in England. Talk to me about your upbringing and some of the events that may have helped shape your path.
0: Well, I grew up in a farming community, just about 20 minutes drive outside of Liverpool city. I don't know if it was because I was always surrounded by sheep and cows and field that I became quite sympathetic to their cause, as it were. But I was only 10 years old when I started to understand that the meat I was eating came from these animals that, that I would see in my everyday life. And I just kind of felt upset and a bit disturbed by it. Yeah, I was 10 years old when I said to my mom, I didn't want to eat meat anymore. And, you know, as is tends to be the standard response, she said, well, you know, where will you get your protein? You won't grow. You, you know, you won't be healthy. You've got to have some animal protein. The deal I made with my mom at 10 years old was to continue to eat fish, but I flat out refused to eat any red meat or poultry or anything like that. So that was kind of the diet I adopted from the age of 10. And I really, up until the age of 30, believed that I was doing my bit, I guess, and refusing to eat the animals that suffered. I didn't understand, I think, that fish had feelings and I certainly didn't know anything about the dairy or egg industry. So that was me really, I guess, a pescatarian who loved animals and just never really liked the idea of eating them.
1: That's interesting. So 10 years old, that's, wow, I (laughs) I didn't realize that. I thought it was more recent for you. So that's amazing.
0: Yeah, certainly the veganism is. I've been vegan for, I think, um, four years now. And that was just through watching documentaries, getting educated on the impact that the other foods I was eating had. But yeah, it was always just for me, a love of animals and a lack of education that kind of just shaped my diet into a pescatarian diet. But yeah, I've always loved animals and I've always grown up around farmed animals. I've never really viewed them as anything different to a dog or cat, which is good, really, because it gave me a head start.
1: (laughs) No doubt. Wow. So you, you were doing this before. It was cool. (laughs)
0: I made it cool. I like to think I made it cool.
1: (laughs) Naomi made veganism cool. I love it. That's interesting, That the fish thing too, because I recall a song when we were a kid, fish don't have any feelings or something like that, right? But in fact, they do. And even bigger than that, the impact on the oceans and the environment from farming and things of that nature is devastating our oceans.
0: Absolutely. And I think I was continuously told that fish don't feel pain but as a child, I have memories that show that I instinctively knew they did. You know, I remember being maybe 13 or 14 years old and I went to a fairground, traveling fairground, and they had goldfish in plastic bags as prizes. You know, I don't know if you remember when they used to do that. I do. I felt like it was my duty to try to save as many as possible. <laughs> and I remember uh, getting a bucket and just going around the fairground and managing to save 13 <laughs> goldfish. And coming back to my mom, and my mom was like, what the heck have you done? <laughs> like, what are we going to do with 13 goldfish? And I had these goldfish at home in a tank for quite a while. And I felt like, you know, I'd done this great service. So I think as a child, I sensed that these, these animals were worth saving too. I just, everybody else told me differently.
1: I'm curious, how did you go about saving them? Did you like win all the prizes? Or are you like robbing it in the background, kind of sneaking around?
0: I cooked a lot of plastic ducks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, that's funny. But good on you. I like that. Saving fish <laughs> at a young age.
0: Oh, yeah. So let's fast forward
1: now. You do impressive work with your organization, Million Dollar Vegan. Let's dive into that a little bit. You and your organization are making a global impact. But there's still some people out there that may not know what Million Dollar Vegan is. Can you explain what MDV does and the mission behind it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think each campaign, we try to explain a different why of why we're asking people to give up animal products. Because there's a lot of reasons out there and not everybody's interests or empathy is the same. So whereas for some people, it's going to be ethical reasons that inspire them. For other people, it may be health, it may be environmental. You know, it may even be this current pandemic that inspires people to eat less animal products or give them up completely. So our job really is to try and educate people around the reasons why giving up animal products is beneficial. And people make their own choices based on the education we've given them about what's best for them. And then if they do decide that they want to give a vegan lifestyle a try, we offer them a free 31-day support package online. So they can come online, sign up, they get a free recipe booklet, free guide to health and nutrition, access to a vegan starter kit, lots of inspirational videos, all of that good stuff. And then they get 35 days worth of Emails where each day they'll get a new reason to stick to the diet, a bit of education, tasty recipe, and the story of somebody else who did it and benefited their lives too.
1: That's beautiful. So completely free. So let's say I'm thinking about doing this, I can just sign up and for free, your organization will support me for that 31 days with that toolkit you just mentioned and kind of support me the whole way.
0: Absolutely. Because I think that's one of the most intimidating things is if you know, if you have eaten a certain way all your life, you think, well, (laughs) where do I start? And some of the basic questions we wanted to answer, like, how do you read a food label? And where do you start to go in the supermarket if previously you've only ever really gone to the meat aisle? And how do you order in a restaurant? And how do you speak to the waiter if, you know, there isn't anything vegan on the menu? And how do you, you know, bring it up with family and friends? All of those little nuances that we face as vegans. We want to help people get through those small challenges so that they have a better chance of success.
1: I love it because the things that you just mentioned, they don't even cross my mind anymore because I've been doing it for so long. It's just away from me. But if I go back to when I first started, those are all things that are very important and crucial that can either make or break you, right? I mean, if you're on the fence and all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're in a social setting and it's uncomfortable, like you mentioned, talking to the waiter or even not knowing where to shop, those are all things that kind of tip you back the other way. Go, ah, You know what? This vegan thing is too hard for me. Sounds like you guys make it easy to transition.
0: Right. And I think that's because, you know, we're just a team of regular people behind the scenes, people from all different countries, and we all face different challenges when we transition to vegan. So we wanted to think about what they were and how we could help others. And, you know, we operate in different countries. So in different countries, there's different challenges, I think particularly here in the US, we tend to have a lot of vegan options in our supermarkets and a lot of vegan restaurants out there or you know, foods that can be easily made vegan. But other countries like Mexico, Argentina, and Brazil, they don't have the same amount of options. So we wanted to tailor our support packages depending on what country you're signing up from. So that, that would be useful to anybody anywhere.
1: That's great. That's another thing I don't think of, but what it would be like to be in a different country and trying to transition. That's amazing that you guys have everything in place to really help all that with no matter where your location, that's impactful. What's kind of on the docket for Million Dollar Vegan next? I noticed you guys have done a lot of campaigns. I've I've got your website pulled up over here. A lot of transition stories, which is amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm scrolling through some of these stories. Everyone should check this out, by the way. If you're not motivated after reading some of these stories on your site, oh my goodness. What's kind of on the horizon for you guys? I know it's 2020 now and it's a new year and obviously the world is a little bit different than what we probably expected, but (laughs) right, you guys getting behind now?
0: Well, we're trying to adapt to what's important to people at the time. A couple of years ago, we ran a campaign which was very much focused on climate change Mm -hmm. and how your diet can really impact climate change. So that was a big part of people's conversations back then. Healthcare is a really big one for people in America, which is why we wanted to do the last campaign called Make America Healthy Again and highlight all the amazing people out there who have transformed their life and their mindset with a plant based diet. And now, you know, people are talking about pandemics, obviously, because we're kind of dealing with the coronavirus and it's hurting us pretty badly and it's hurting people's businesses and the economy. People out there are scared. And I think. A question that maybe isn't in people's minds now, but may come later is what can we do to protect ourselves against this pandemic and against future pandemics? So, you know, we're thinking about educating people about what personal choices they can make, which will put them in a better position for avoiding this situation in the future. And, you know, we also want to talk about the ethical side of things going forward. That's not something we've really focused on yet, but it's a really important component of the vegan lifestyle.
1: Oh, absolutely! It's very important what's going on right now in the world. With oh, I, you know what, I'm going to pause on that because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. There's so much. I mean, we, you, and I both know it. And anyone that has experienced veganism or even studied it a little bit understands that there's there's more to it than just the food you consume. It's, it's multifaceted. What is impacted, right? So that's beautiful. That's what's next, and I think that's important. And the coronavirus, in particular, there's a lot of talk going on around about it right now that the Meat industry had a lot to do with that, and factory farming has a lot to do with these major bugs that are coming out and and affecting humanity. And this isn't the last that we'll see of it if we don't change our ways.
0: It is scary. I mean, I think a lot of people right now believe that this came from a wild animal in a Chinese market, and therefore the problem is eating wild animals, and the problem is maybe welfare laws in Asia. But that really isn't the full story. Mm -hmm. Here in America, and in Europe, and in Australia, and South America, we're all encroaching upon wildlife habitats with animal agriculture. Animal farming is the leading cause of deforestation and habitat loss. And the more that we encroach upon wildlife habitats, the closer we put ourselves and the animals we eat to the wild animals that have these pathogens. And we're also confining animals in really small spaces, you know, sometimes tens of thousands of animals at a time. So we're really increasing the chance that one food animals we eat are going to interact with wild animals and and wild diseases. And two, that when they do, it's going to spread very quickly across the population of animals because they're all packed in together. And then, you know, today we eat more animal products than we ever have before as a society. So really our diets, whether we're consuming pigs and cows or pangolins and bats, they still put us at a high risk of as pathogens. And there's a lot of, agencies out there, scientific agencies that are saying that, you know, one of the best ways we can avoid a risk of future pandemics is to, is to switch to a plant-based diet.
1: So I've been anxiously awaiting this next portion of the show, and I kind of teased it in the beginning, and that's your trip to India. Yes. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's dive into that. Walk me through the details. I mean, we spoke about it briefly a couple months ago, but I don't know exactly where it was, how many miles, and really the reason behind it. Can you fill in those gaps for
0: me? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Veganuary, an amazing charity I'm sure most people have heard of, they actually have organized a couple of times in the past now an overseas challenge where people who are vegan or interested in veganism can go do an athletic challenge and at the same time try to raise money to help animals. So this year, they organized a trip to India and the target was to try to collectively raise as a group of cyclists 100,000 pounds great british pounds for the animals which is a target i think we just about hit maybe we were like 200 short or something like that so it's pretty good so yeah a group of us who care about animals we went out there we cycled across kerala which is a very mountainous area it's where they grow tea so there's a lot of tea plantations and spice plantations and I had no idea how difficult it was going to be. In my mind, we were just going for a, you know, a scenic cycle through some pretty towns in India. But no, it was some solid, solid hills, really high, a lot of uphills. Sometimes it felt like I was going uphill for years. Really high temperatures, you know, over 100 degrees most days. So it truly was a challenge, but it was so rewarding as well. You know, when the hills were really punishing me and I was in agony, I, you know, I kept thinking, well, this is for a great cause and we're raising a lot of money for the animals. In the end, we completed it and had an amazing time.
1: That's insane. <laughs> so you had no say on the route at all beforehand? No, it was predetermined. Gosh.
0: Unfortunately, not. I would have taken a taxi route otherwise, probably. But yeah, so it was about. 240 miles altogether. And we kind of started at the coast. We had a few local Indian guides who went with us. And we also had uh, an Indian chef who cooked vegan food for us along the way, which was fantastic. India is a great place for vegans anyway. You know, it's a predominantly vegetarian country. You just kind of have to dodge the eggs and dairy and you're good to go. And the food was incredible. Although we did have to eat some version of a curry for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So <laughs> by day five, curry for breakfast was getting a bit of a challenge. But it was all part of you know, the experience. You know, We were all in it together, this group of vegans who were just trying to do their bit for the animals. So it was really lovely. And what a beautiful country as well. Beautiful scenery, wonderful hospitality, a really great place. It's really open-minded to veganism as well. I actually saw billboards for veganism and found that there was, you know, vegan groups in most of the towns we went to. So it's nice to go to another continent and find out that even these places that don't have the resources that we have are still managing to embrace the vegan lifestyle.
1: We're all in this together and everybody feels it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So how many days did it take you guys to complete this?
0: We cycled for six days. Six days? Yeah, I don't think my book could have taken any (laughs) more. No, but yeah, it was six days. Uh, we kind of did a loop from the coast through the mountains and then back to the ocean.
1: Well, I commend you and I respect the heck out of that because I took a bike ride on Sunday. So two days ago, and it was only 50 miles and that took me about four and a half, five hours. And I was spent, right. I mean, <laughs> six days. Holy cow. Yeah.
0: yeah. And how many people with you? I forgot. There was two groups that went out separately. So in our group, there was about 20 of us. Wow. And about 20 that did it the week before as well. It's a lot of people and it's quite impressive that, you know, 40 people, if they put their mind to it and they do something like that, that they can, you know, raise a hundred thousand pounds. We were pretty pleased with that result. I think people were quite happy to sponsor us considering that we were really going to put ourselves through the mill in order to raise the money. So whether the people that sponsored us cared about animals or not, they certainly applauded the challenge we were willing to face to raise the money.
1: Yeah, better you than me, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you know anybody before you did this? Or was it kind of like you met everyone as you showed up?
0: No, we didn't know each other at all. We all met on day one. And, you know, by the last day on day seven, I think we all felt like we were a family. We were super close. We laughed and cried together through the hills. And, you know, we'd eaten curry for breakfast together for seven days. We'd lived together in very remote parts of India. and cried over each other's pains and helped each other off the floor when we fell over. So yeah, we became a pretty tight-knit group. And we're already talking about hopefully doing something like that again next year, hopefully if the world is able to recover.
1: Yeah. Keep me posted on that. I'd like to get involved with that if I could.
0: Absolutely. Highly recommend it. Anybody can sign up for that. The you are usually it on their Instagram and Facebook once they you know, set it up and they'll actually take as many people as want to go. So yeah, hopefully we get the chance to do another one.
1: I mean, are you guys going to, or I guess since Veganary is behind, it, are they releasing any sort of, do they film anything or is it just a mission?
0: They have some guys there that will film along the way to create more of, I guess, a commercial for next year to encourage people to sign up. So yeah, I think, I'm not sure if they've shared that yet because of the current climate. We really don't know how likely it is that it will be easy to book travel going forward. I know there's obviously talk of the world returning to normal, hopefully in two or three months, but I think some things will return to normal and you know others, particularly the travel industry, that may take a lot more time. So fingers crossed. Who knows? Who knows where we're headed?
1: Well, I like that. And that's, that's a really cool story. I appreciate you sharing that with me. And I'll make sure that I include a link to Veganary in my show notes so people can get involved next year. We're going to have to set this thing down here in a few minutes. But before we do, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you'd like to add to or expand upon some of the initiatives at MDV?
0: Well, just that, you know, wherever you're from, whatever language you speak, we have resources for you on our website, milliondollarvegan.com. We are quite famous for challenging influential world leaders to go vegan and for donating money to charity when they do or when others sign up for our challenge. So hopefully, if the global climate improves, We'll be doing another challenge in the summer and hopefully being able to give a million dollars to charity. So keep an eye out for us on our Instagram, our Facebook, our YouTube, our Twitter. We're always sharing inspirational stories and educational pieces on there, which will help to inspire you to make lifestyle changes. And we're not one of these organizations that really insists that it's all or nothing. If you want to take it in stages, if you want to try vegan a few days a week, you know, we really encourage that. It's all about progress, not perfection. And as long as you're moving in the right direction, we're going to be there to support you through that.
1: I love that. And that's a great way to land this thing. I support that fully. It doesn't have to be all in. I didn't do it all in. Most of the people I know didn't do it all in. It was a transition that was slow for them. And once they started feeling the effects, then it gradually became all in. But good advice for people. Don't go into this going, you know what, today it starts and it's all or nothing. It's not that easy.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And don't be scared. People say, well, veganism must be so hard. It must be restricted. Honestly, hand on heart. Going vegan was the best decision I ever made. I wish I had done it 20 years ago. I thought it was going to be a lot more difficult than it was. I thought it was going to feel like a sacrifice, but it honestly feels so rewarding. I've tried so many new spices and foods because of it. I feel like my palate is actually much more varied now. I'm much better cook. I'm cooking things from scratch. Still make tiramisu, but plant-based. So it's more of an adventure, a culinary adventure. You know, you're a chef. You'll know it's, it's, it's exciting to try to create things using different ingredients. Yeah, I would definitely say it's an adventure that you should treat yourself to try and get out.
1: Yeah, well, two things on that. A, you're absolutely right. It is an adventure and don't be scared to make mistakes in the kitchen. And B, R2. I need that tiramisu recipe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) you got it. It's good. It's all coconut cream and coffee, vanilla, chocolate. It's all good stuff. (laughs) Yeah, send that
1: over. I'll get on that today. All right, Naomi, it's been an absolute honor speaking with you today. You're a woman on a mission. Likewise, Marco. You live by example. Thank you kindly for the work that you've done and continue to do to make this world a better place.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Likewise. All right, everybody. That is Naomi Hollum from... Million Dollar Vegan, please check my show notes to learn more about what they do, follow along on their social, and get active with them. Take the challenge. Everybody can try it out. It's free. Why not? Until next time, peace, love, and plants. Naomi is the type of person that I would run through a wall for. I mean that. She's a leader by example. And that, to me, as I'm sure it is to most people out there, is the type of leadership we can all subscribe to. I mean, she flew to India and took on a 250 mile bike ride with a group of complete strangers to raise money and awareness for animals. Moreover, she works every single day to spread that very message in an effort to change the worldview and save lives. That's a leader. That's a person that is selfless and on a mission that will have a direct, positive impact on millions. I hope that you enjoyed getting to know a little bit about Naomi and her work. Please be sure to check my show notes for links to Million Dollar Vegan. And to learn more about their work and how you can take the pledge to get involved. Until next time, peace, love, and plants.